Hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day because I know I am because today is the day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. You know, I hope you guys, uh, today I'm very excited to talk about, uh, <clears throat> you know, finding the uh, Riri uh, World Rejoices. So in all the travesty that's going on in the world and all the forecasts and all the uneasiness going on in the world, there's always something to rejoice in. And with this in mind, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us here, Lord. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. You know that you have a plan for us. You know that you're a merciful Father. We just are thankful and blessed. May you guide us and protect us as we go out into the day, so that when the rain, so that when the winds come and the rains fall, we're not going to be afraid to call upon your name. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And amen. So, if you have your Bibles open, we're going to be in Luke chapter two, verse thirty-six through thirty-eight, and it states, "And now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of." Uh, Panel to the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming in that instant she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Amen and amen. So how does this correlate with everything? How does this correlate in finding joy in, in, uh, in, a, in a world that's uneasy? So much of Christmas, bustle seems to miss the point. That's what we honestly look at. Because Christmas is around the corner not only is Christmas around the corner, but, you know, you're probably hearing Christmas music playing all around. Um, I've started watching Home Alone 1 and 2, which is my favorite movies. And it seems like there's a big concept being missed. And, you know, Christmas is being pushed even before Halloween now, which is a little bit, a little bit disappointing. And a matter of fact, did you know that most of the stores now are going to be closed on Thanksgiving Day because most of them were open uh, the day of Thanksgiving and uh, took time away from the family. But getting back to our point, getting back to our point. So our neighbors focused and around uh, from my perspective, from my family and others, we focus on the traditions of togetherness. But majority of us fail to seek the baby in the manger and it's interesting because even in our own family members are often concerned about their stocking stuffers than about the desperate need of thy under, underlying souls it truly celebrates Christmas so we need to get better and it's interesting because today's verse the prophetess Anna and her faithful companions Scripture tells us that they were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. In contrast, 
many of their fellow Jews, this band of believers, maintained their hope in the coming Messiah. Despite hundreds of years of prophetic silence, they committed themselves to worship and, and prayer in the temple, and they looked eagerly for the one who would redeem Israel from all iniquities. Psalms 130 verse 8 While the people around them were chasing and fading things of earth or superficially practicing outward religion, these friends had set their hearts on Christ. Now, as then, God's people often seek Him in the dark. That is one thing that I always notice, and I have fallen in this trap not once, but countless times, where everything in my life is going great. But it seems like, you know, things aren't working out. Oh, I gotta go to Him. You know, or it seems like, you know, my life is being a wreck. You know, I'm being attacked, and I'm being persecuted, and I'm being demonized and oh I got can't you know let's go to the Lord see that's one thing I found out is that I can't um, I have worked on this and I'm working on this it's not to go to the Lord every time when I'm in the desperate times because we live many years after Christ's first appearance and we may begin to grow weary for waiting for his return the difficulties of life in a fallen world weigh heavily on us, and we are sometimes hard-pressed to remain hopeful. You know, I have faltered. I have, at times, said, Oh Lord, where are you? You know, especially um, in difficult times in my, uh, in my life. You know, when I would get sick, and then next thing you know, my health would go down even more. Or a lot of us tend to look at praying for our loved one, you know, and praying for our sick um, sick family members. You know, we're so dependent on calling upon God and that we're also so dependent on just seeing if our prayers would be truly answered. But then when they're not answered, we get away. We walk away from God. We're like, you know what? I don't need God because He did not answer my prayer. And why is, you know, why there is no hope in the world because if there truly was, it'd be going like the like all hunky-dory, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's where I feel like that the difficulties of the life weigh on us, and sometimes it's hard-pressed to remain hopeful. And I, and I am one of those. Right now, I'm just wondering, how can we be hopeful in a world that is after Christians? How can we be hopeful that you know, our prayers are answered no most of the time? And how is it hopeful when we share somebody the gospel and all they do is just say no? You know, <clears throat> and I think it's, it's sad. Um, and I think that we really have to focus on God. You know, we have to focus on His plan for set for us. So instead of worrying about, you know, the depravity of man and thinking that there's no hopefulness, I find hope that when somebody hears this word and when they come to Christ, that brings hope. Because not only does that bring hope, but that brings uh, joy into their life. Because now they have a plan, which is everlasting life in heaven. So I look at this. What's more, the world, the flesh, and the evil one continually hold out 
glittering objects to catch the eyes of our hearts. And then we forget about eternity. They whisper, this is now. Thankfully, we don't have to preserve, we don't have to persevere alone. God has surrounded us with a hopeful company per se, his beloved church, by beloved neighbors, other brothers and sisters in Christ, accountability partners, and so on. By their example and exhortation, the members of our church, the members of your church, the members of your family, become a cloud of witnesses pointing towards Jesus. Amen. Amen. And when we read God's word, we grow in our knowledge of the Redeemer. As we sing songs of praise, our hearts are lifted to the one who is worthy. As we share stories of God's grace, we look for the Spirit's work in the unseen places of our own hearts, week after week. Our fellow believers testify that this world is not all there is. And they remind us that the people of God have always lived for another world entirely. In the company of church, our focal point should be about Christ. In the church that you attend, in the brothers and sisters that you attend, your focal point should be about God and should be about Christ and His return. So it's interesting that we read that um, Anna and her friends received the reward for their patience, endurance, for their patient endurance. And sometimes we have to wait. You know, a lot of us look at all, you know, waiting, and a lot of us wait. If it is God truly going to come? Is He truly going to, uh, you know, there's all these signs, there's all these prophetic things that's supposed to happen. Maybe this is a year, or maybe tomorrow, or everything that's happening. Maybe this is it. You know, a lot of us look at the Antichrist, for instance. You know, I'm sure a lot of us think it's Pope Francis, or a lot of us think it's Macron, or even um, Vladimir Putin, but that's completely wrong. Because I'm sure back in the 1940s, back in World War II, a lot of people thought it was Adolf Hitler because they were persecuting, and he had the Third Reich. And that's why I think that was we get it wrong and I don't think that is our our time to worry because we should be focused on God so <clears throat> it's interesting because um, having devoted themselves to being in the place of God's presence they were there at that very hour verse 38 when the Savior of the world appeared like those first century believers we also should commit ourselves to hoping in Christ and worshiping Him together. And as for we, and as for we do, we will be in the very best place to experience His presence. For where are two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus promised, there I am among them. Matthew eighteen verse twenty. In the company. Of the hopeful Christ makes himself known in the company of the friends that you surround yourselves in the company of church in the company of the 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 love relationship you have Christ is known 
And that's what's going to be known as. Surrounding yourself with a hopeful company of strong believers that are not going to be faltering. And sometimes patience is the key, not anticipating. I always like this phrase. Don't anticipate, partake, or participate. Don't anticipate because the moment we anticipate for Christ's return, we're going to miss out on opportunities. And I've noticed this, where I personally have anticipated Christ's return. So therefore, I kind of conclude myself. Like if you, if you ever see like a turtle, like they put their head in, the, uh, in their shell. That's what I've done. And I'm like, okay, God, we're ready. You know, we're, we are set. And I've missed many opportunities to pray with somebody. That's the key thing. Don't anticipate, participate. Participate in reaching out. Participate in worship. Participate going out to your community. With this in mind, let's wrap it up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for the, the time you've given us, Lord. I pray that we don't anticipate, but we participate. I pray that we can participate in acknowledgement of you, Lord. I pray that we aren't going to be afraid of what's going to happen, that we aren't going to be afraid of reaching out to you, reaching out to the broken people. Lord, because you are a merciful Father. So may you give us the strength and the energy to impact somebody's life. May you give us the strength and the energy to talk to someone that might be struggling. And help us not to be uh, anxious for your coming. Help us to be a hopeful company, per se, known as a church. Let us be the church so that we can impact and spread your word into the worlds, out into the world like you stated. May you guide us and protect us as we go onto the path that you have set before us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.